Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm Ashley Sanchez, Aaron Keller's here, and we're also joined by a very important person in our department. Gabe, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Gabe Pinkolini, and I work for the Department of Wildlife, obviously, and I'm kind of the uh, head person of our uh, fiscal services section for the department. And I feel like you guys don't get enough attention because people think fiscal... Doesn't always sound like the most exciting thing, but really, without you guys, we wouldn't run. Like, all the cool video you guys see of our sheep captures, all the different projects we're out on, um, fiscal makes happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people want to see videos of me pushing my keyboard, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but what's great is what we do inside fiscal is we help all those things uh, transpire and happen. So, really, we're in the back end, and all of us in fiscal are passionate about what we do. So, it's extra exciting to us to put cheap captures in place or anything of those that nature right and our goal with the podcast you know is to highlight all the different people that work for the department of wildlife or partners and so when we were brainstorming like what podcast to do we were you know kind of go through the building or go through the department of wildlife and we're like well we gotta do we should do something with fiscal services to kind of highlight what they do and then also people Anybody listening, you know, they're interested in where their money goes. Exactly. It's all about where people are putting their money. So that's why we really wanted to do this podcast. And the most amazing thing is my hunting partner, we were hunting once, and I asked him, how much does he know about our finances? And he's been hunting all of his life, and he didn't realize after I explained to him that, you know, we're sportsmen and women funded. And it's amazing that, you know, really we get 2% general fund, but the rest comes from grants and the sportsmen and women of the state. So really it's it's user User funded, so right. it's kind of remarkable. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I had a when I first started with Department of Wildlife, there was a you know a guy that had been working here for a long time, and we had somebody drive by. I said, "Oh, look, my my tax dollars at work," and he said, "Well, do you buy a hunting and fishing license?" And they said, "No," and he goes, "Well, then you don't pay my paycheck," you know. And so it was kind of blunt, but kind of true. You know, that's where our paycheck comes from. Mm-hmm. So, so could you kind of? Explain, you've touched on it a little bit, but exactly what fiscal services is and how exactly it does work for Endow. Yeah, so what we do is, you know, we have our standard accounts payable, accounts receivable, payroll inventory, those standard state agency or business functions. But uh, really where we, we separate from, I think, a general fund agency, which has one pot of money, even though it could be six times as big as ours, it's very simple. It's one pot of money. It's general fund. Not very complex. Just don't overspend. Now, when you get into our agency, we have so many different funding sources that it's absolutely mind-boggling if I was trying to sit here and explain it all. But that's what makes us unique because our funding is it's diverse, and that's our job here in fiscal is to make sure all the pots of money are spent the way the grants or the sportsmen and women of the state intended them to be spent. So besides our general tasks that we do. One of the big ones is our largest and consumes most of our time, which is about half of our funding actually is our wildlife sport fish restoration program. It's where we get our grants. And if you include those grants plus, you know, uh, Bureau of Reclamation, Nevada Park, uh, National Park Service, 
I could, I, uh, U.S. Forest Service. We have about 80 grants. Mm-hmm. Some could be as big, our biggest, as our game management grant. It go, ro- rolls in about about $6.4 million, and we have Falls Creek Canyon Small Fisheries Grant for maybe 4000 So the, the interesting thing is it doesn't matter how large the grant or small it is. Sometimes the small grants actually take more time to work on and manage than it does some of the bigger grants. But that's where we mm-hmm. spend a majority of our portion of our time is just managing our grants, building the grants. Right, and whether it's $6.5 or it's $1,000, they're managed the same exact way. Mm-hmm. So they're brought in and they're managed through our accounting and they get a code and they're managed just the same way. So Absolutely. Program right. people do a great job of getting these grants and we have to give unique codes so we can track this funding. We have to make sure what they're spending it on is correct. And then we have to turn around and notify the feds every quarter once a year about how we spend our finances. Right. So we have to, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I think uh, a lot of people listening probably are interested in that. It's like, but where, like, so if you're kind of getting away a little bit away from grants, I guess, is like if, if somebody buys a hunting and fishing license, where does that money go? So besides the bank, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> after, after it reaches our uh, state treasures. So what we do with that money is that's really, so if you take hunting license, fishing license, trapping license, uh, special license permits, and tag fees, those are really the only monies we get that we actually can do anything we want as a department on. That mm-hmm. basically we can spend on any of our divisions. That's how it's set up. So it's the easiest money we have to spend because there's not quite as many sideboards. When we get into our restricted revenue, that's when all of a sudden the sideboards come up and we have to be very careful on managing how we spend it. So our license dollars are used to manage our grants also right. to fund, like, say, our law enforcement, things like that. So what are some things people may see, you know, out in the public, say they see our game wardens or they see, I don't even know how to explain this question, but what are things that people in the general public can understand that's where your money's going to? Like, if they're out and about and they see our game wardens, does that go to them? Like, what exactly does this their money go to? Yeah, so, like, if you take the example of a law enforcement, you see a warden out there, your average warden, probably spends about 23% of their time on boating-related activities and probably the rest on wildlife-related activities. So when we say wildlife, we call them dirt projects, which means sportsmen's license fees are covering that. And when we talk boating safety or boating education, boating law enforcement, that's about 23%. And we use motorboat fuel tax from the DMV. We use boat registration fees, and we use a U.S. Coast Guard grant to fund those activities. So when you look at them out there, you may just think they're straight license dollars, but they're not. They have a little bit different of a, a component that funds them out there. So they're a good example of just two funding. Well, they have more than that. They could go up to about four funding sources with Operation Game Thief Program, which runs off civil mm-hmm. penalties, or they have a guide program, which is paid by guides, licenses, and fees. So, which I think is very interesting and also very secure, right? So, so we have all these staff members that are out there, and so they have all these different funding sources they're pulling from. So, if something not not goes dry, but there's a, a dip in any sort of funding source, you can kind of make it up in somewhere else. Yeah, and what's great is our wildlife and sport fish restoration program is dedicated funds. Mm-hmm. So that means we have uh, wildlife restoration, sport fish restoration sport fish restoration and those funds don't have to go through congress they're 
dedicated to all 50 states for wildlife agencies. So we don't have to go through Congress to get approval. So basically, those funds are solid. They're really, we can pretty much baseline ourselves of not having a, fu having a fundage shortage. They could go up or down depending on our calculation each year. But for the majority, you know, people hunt, people fish, the Western uh, wildlife re uh, restoration programs, you know, still going. So we're really a solid agency that through the recession, we just kept on like it was normal because our, our funding base is really secure as we only have about 2% general fund. Okay. And then with those, um, that terrible question I asked where I could not even get my point out just a few <laughs> minutes ago. So basically people's, those hunting dollars, the dollars we get from hunting and fishing licenses that is crucial like those monies are being well spent oh my if we don't have those we would cease to exist i exactly. mean that really is that's really what puts those against our grant so our grant needs all of our grants pretty much 75 percent funded by the wildlife sport fish restoration program and we have to come up with a 25 percent match and that pretty much runs the agency we need those sportsman's dollars to match our federal grants otherwise we couldn't exist and say you're not a hunter or you don't fish, but you want to make a donation to conservation, how do you do that? Like, would you advise those people, hey, buy a fishing license because that money is so useful? Yeah, and, and you know, it, it does so many things besides just hunting and fishing if you do buy a hunting license. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you're matching, you know, angler education or hunter education or rangeland habitat restoration. You know, none of it has to really do with hunting and fishing. A lot of our agency deals with other things. And so a great way is to buy a hunting or fishing license. Or you could buy a resource enhancement stamp, which has restricted revenue that we use only on certain programs. So that's another way to, to donate. Or you could buy a wildlife license plate. Oh, yeah. Conserve wildlife. We yeah. have to track that money separately because it is only allowed to do certain things. And another way is we have a wildlife trust account, which was set up about, I think, about six years ago through the legislature. And what that allows us to do is take any bequests, donations from anybody, public, company, individual, can go ahead and send the Department of Wildlife a check. And they have to say in a letter exactly what they want us to do. They have to be very specific. And what we do is we put this in a special budget account, which we can only use it for that purpose. So we give it a unique cost accounting code. We track it. And we do have to report on those funds to the legislature twice a year just to have some oversight, but really that's the best way to get your money on the ground because we don't use it for payroll and salary. We don't use it for miles. We don't use it for travel. That is only spent for boots on the ground, dirt projects. It's not getting indirect cost. Nothing is happening except exactly what you want it for. So you, you actually write out what you want this to go to, yep. and it goes to that. Right, yep. and, and I've benefited, or my programs have benefited from those donations um, over the last few years. You know, people would get a hold of us they say we really love youth hunter education or youth angler education we want to donate how can we do that all they do write a check say you know we want this to go towards and they can even say like a certain area right? oh yeah so they can say i want this to go towards the reno or the western nevada hunter education program and when that comes in it's it's line itemed Western Region Hunter Education, and we have a code, and that's all you can use it for. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of sportsmen's group that are just 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 great to us, and they get a lot. They give us a lot of money for wildfires, and they'll say exactly what area, what unit, snowstorms, wildfire, mm -hmm. or um, any other kind of like 
habitat restoration project, but they can be very specific right in their back door. It doesn't have to be statewide. Right. Exactly. And I think it, it people know, anybody listening that hears that, it'll it assure them that it's just not going into the big pot of money, right? Exactly. So it's line item for that project that they have an interest in. Yep, it's in a budget account by itself. We report ourselves to the legislature on the revenue and spending each year, and it's it's fully accountable. And it's it's one of the, probably the best thing that, in a long time that got set up, there was something new, a new mm -hmm. funding source that w allowed people to to send us money and get exactly what they wanted for it, and it's just it's worked out really well. I think it's worked out better than we thought it would. Nice. How long ago was that? I think started? it was about six years. Okay, don't so don't it count is my years, new, but, but it's, it's fairly new, and it was something that just came out of a legislative session, and it just worked really well for agency as far as getting things done uh, in a in a quick and effective manner. Yeah, I feel like we've real, really kind of come into our own as far as like the last four years of that donations it's really kind of i've heard a, a lot more around the office and around people wondering how they can donate and mm -hmm. and i think the key thing you nailed it you know people want to donate knowing that money's not getting siphoned for under a cost or administration or salary this is all just project work specific to exactly what they wanted and there's no better way to get your money on the ground and it can be done quickly mm -hmm. which is what's right. really nice Right, and Ashley kind of made it, brought up another point is like somebody that doesn't hunt or fish, but maybe they just want to donate to the diversity of wildlife in Nevada. They can and donate specific go. straight to yeah the diversity program or bats or absolutely owls or research or whatever they want to do. Yeah, you name it. If they they could pick any division, any program we have, and they can absolutely uh, isolate their money. Yeah, nice. Well, awesome. we still have a lot to get into. I've we have a whole list of questions here, but yeah. uh, we are out of time for the first part of the show, but we'll be right back after this short break. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. And before the break, we were talking all things fiscal. I feel like that's what we've kind of titled this podcast, Everything You Need to Know Fiscal. And Gabe was explaining where all of those license dollars go, but there's a lot of other funding that um, goes into Endow. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we'll go through just a, a handful of funding. Uh, we get question one bond money, and we also get uh, Heritage Trust account we have that gets uh, auction tags and through our drawing partnerships and wildlife and Silver State tag. That money, again, is can only be used for one 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 program and one program only. We also have a habitat enhancement account, which does a lot of our wildfires. And we have a wildlife trust account we spoke about, which is our donation account. We also have restricted revenues in the sense of these revenues I'm going to list are ones that we have to track very carefully because they can only be used on certain things. That would include things like the uh, industrial development program, which has to do with mines and a resource enhancement stamp I spoke about, duck stamp, trout stamp, the aquatic invasive species, fees, uh, hunt application fees, predator fee, our habitat conservation fee, our elk damage fee, 
and our Upland Games stamp fee. And these actually take a lot of time because they just don't have the, the general spending our sportsman's dollars do that I spoke about. These ones we actually have to track very carefully and they can only be used on isolated projects. And we have other funds that come in and we spoke about the license plate charge. Now these ones aren't necessarily restricted. W we track them of course, but mm -hmm. they have a little bit more of a broad range that we can do things with. And we also have boat registration and titling fees. And we have guide license fees that I spoke about. And we also have motorboat fuel tax we get from the, the DMV. And all these combine. And we also have our civil penalties that we use for Operation Game Thief program. So all these fees have to be tracked. And they some can go to only certain projects. And some have a general use. But we obviously have to track them so we don't overspend. So the amazing thing about what's unique about our agencies is you heard from all these funding sources, tracking, accounting codes, you know, there's responsibility to having all these funds, one, to use them efficiently, and also to uh, to not overspend I think it really shows how important your job in the fiscal division is when you lay it out like this. Like, it's like mind-boggling a little bit. <laughs> it is. All it the different funds. But what's great is over time, uh, you know, our, our, our staff people that do a lot of the, the programs that spend a lot of this money, you know, have gotten over the years more excited about it. They understand it, and they really and they really want to spend it. Because some of the hardest things in the state is actually putting money on the ground. It, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of work. It takes subgrants and it takes contracts. All that goes through our office. You see, possible, you know, seeds being laid on the ground. That could have been a subgrant, or that could have been a contract with a, a vendor. So for things to happen in the state, and for us to move all this money, it takes it takes a lot of uh, work for the, the program people and us to work together understand the funding, and to make projects move. Other, otherwise, you, you build up this money, and if you can't get it on the ground quickly enough, these monies build up, and that wasn't the intent. The intent was to use them efficiently and exactly. move the, the ball across the goal line. Yeah, I remember when I first started with the department, a wise man told me, uh, you know, know where the money comes from and where it's going, and you'll know the Department of Wildlife. And by that, he meant, like, if you can figure out what that code means and why you're you know, where your paycheck comes from, eventually you'll figure out kind of the department and, and how that money's flowing. And it's helped me for sure. Now I'm in charge of grants and, you know, I'm reporting and I'm doing all these things where it's more and more interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. So the more educated I got on the process, the, the cooler it's become. I was going to ask you, Gabe, on that rare occasion where you get out into the field is that fulfilling to see, oh, this is where that money is going. This is how it's being spent. Like, is that kind of a cool Yeah, absolutely. Thing? Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, besides being a sportsman myself. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it's not a rare occasion. Gabe is a hunter. <laughs> I mean, rare running. occasion. You're <laughs> out in the field I agree. for work. No, I agree. Gotcha. So when I get a. just saying how many. Yeah, gotcha, how much gotcha. So when I get to put on my jeans and my handout hat and I actually get to yeah, put dirt exactly. on my shoes. Yeah, you know, nothing better than going out on a project like a sheep capture and spending time with the people in the field who you don't get to see all the time because you're in fiscal. But it's great. We try to, in fiscal, get our people out in the field at least once, twice a year. So I love it when I'm out there and I'm with, you know, the Mike Coxes of the world, the veterinarian, you know, the the pilots, and they're net gunning any, you know, sheep or antelope or you're on a guzzler site and you're helping them out. You know, it's it's great to see the public out there and it's great to see myself out there. And I get to meet people who work for Endow that I don't get to see because we're so decentralized. So, yeah, it just... And then you come back to your desk and you're more fired up because yeah. you're like, yeah, I just helped put this on the ground, or I helped all this seed get put on the ground because things 
things behind the scene have to happen. So when you see the bucket out there laying seat and the helicopter, it looks so benign. But in the state, the state can be difficult and cumbersome to work around at times to get projects done. But, you know, we, we follow the rules and we get projects on the ground. So I go home at night feeling pretty good about, you know, projects when they actually get ticked off. Right. Yeah. Last year we had a bunch of the fiscal staff out um, at an uh, education outreach event and uh, afterwards they were like man we're so thankful thank you for letting us come out and mm-hmm. i s- thank you guys for coming out and kind of seeing what we do and uh it was just really cool to kind of show them what we put our money towards you mm-hmm. know yeah no it, it, it's important because if you work at end there's a huge mission and people are passionate and if you don't feel part of the passion if you're just at your desk not buying in so we try to get everybody to buy in and get out in the field and Mm-hmm. And we always love to have the public out there too, because the sportsmen and women, or just the general public, they they keep our doors open, and so we got to keep them happy. Yeah, and I think that's a great segue. Into I was just gonna say transition. The other side of federal grants, <laughs> or even the really exciting yeah. piece yeah. is coming up next year. Right. So, like, how does that work? Like, what and what is that called? And uh, I guess put it in English, so people yeah, you know, because it's it's kind of hard to understand sometimes, but it, it is. You know, we'll call it in kind match. Right. We'll call it basically volunteers. So it can be a little complicated when you try to get into the specifics of it. But what's really interesting is each year, you know, we have a variety. We have a volunteer program. I think with uh, volunteer hours, mileage, you know, we, we, we that's worth about a value of about $2 million. And you say, well, what Jeez. do we do with this? Value, because basically what's happening is volunteers are out there doing things we would do as state personnel, but we can't because we don't have the manpower. So what we get to do is take their time and apply it like a dollar value like we did the work ourselves. So what's great is we take those monies and we put them against our grant. So a lot of our grants, and I'll go through a few of those, that get our state share is picked up by those people volunteering in the field. So that 25% is no longer sportsman's license fees coming out of cash is actually volunteer time that people are putting on the ground. So what that does is that lets us use our sportsman's revenue for other activities. So actually we can stretch our money so much farther by using those people out in the field working hard. I never knew that um, until recently, and I just think that's so cool. Because you think volunteer work, like we rely a lot on volunteers, but you don't realize how much we're actually getting back from that so it's huge to be a volunteer it's huge our agency would look different without the volunteers we would not be able to get as much done and when i say volunteers that's volunteer people on the ground i mean there's sportsmen's group and volunteers that do things outside of us that help wildlife too mm-hmm. you know that's huge it, it is 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 just awesome but we're just talking about boots on the ground volunteers helping out because mm-hmm. they do more than just the volunteer work but that's what really really pushes our our license dollars to the max. Right. And I think we're very lucky in Nevada to have all those, what we call NGOs or non-government organizations. So, you know, these, these sportsmen, they're passionate and they've created these groups and they've banded together, but then also they've come out to help us where we, you know, we might have a project going, they come out, they work, they drive there in their own vehicles. That's kind of like, in, that's the in-kind match that you're talking about. That's right? the in-kind match. That's what we need. And, you know, it, it'd be hard survival without it, to be honest with you. And we have so much public lands. You know, we do so much out there on the landscape. But we need the people to assist us because it's expensive to add more people. But it's 
it's it's better if you rely if you can rely on the public to help us out right. mm -hmm. because it's expensive to hire people and pay them and there's a lot of things that go along with that but hey if volunteers are out there they're having fun we're appreciating it because like for our programs i'll just mention a few of the well i'll mention the programs that all that in-kind match those volunteers do pay our 25 percent share so basically the sportsmen don't pay a dollar. The feds pay seventy-five cents or seventy-five dollars, and the volunteers pay the remaining twenty-five percent that we have to pay. Our hunter education program, aquatic, uh, our angler education program, those are solely funded, free of sportsmen's, just volunteer and grants. We also have a, a sage grouse conservation program. With everything we do, it pretty much wipes out to a zero as far as any license dollars really needing to go to that program. Our water development program, another one. It's it's pretty much free to the sportsmen, the women of the state. And our habitat restoration program, which we call our, our Nevada Partners for Conservation and Development program, that's another one that gets to be about a 90% funded by, by match. And other things like our game management grant, you know, at times it can be between 40 and 50%, depending on volunteer time and other uh, stuff we use as match. Uh, gets funded without spending any more sportsman's dollars. So it's, it's a pretty amazing program what they do out there to create these programs for people of the state of Nevada, and we, we couldn't do without them. Exactly. Right. And this may be a question more for you, Keller, but there's how can people get involved and volunteer? So that yeah, so it's, it's pretty easy. If anybody wants to, to sign up, they just log into our website and uh, put in a little bit of information about themselves, what they'd like to do, what they'd like to volunteer for project-wise, and, and we'll contact them or we'll let them know what projects are going. Once they're done with the project, you know, they've gone out, done their thing, they come back, they log back in, and they record their hours and mileage. That's why it's so important and why volunteers that are volunteer for us now, we've, we've harped on them over and over and <laughs> over, is because it is so important. Mm -hmm. um, these programs are, some of them are fully funded just off in-kind match, where means that we don't have to use any license dollars to pay for them. Mm -hmm. And what's so. amazing, you know, I was out there on a, a volunteer program site, and, uh, you know, people are out there, you want them to sign up to the volunteer database, and they go, you know, I just want to donate. I really don't care about the, the signing up part. I just want to be out here and help out. But, you know, you'd like to give everybody this, this not lecture, but this information so they could understand that it's, it's, we'd hate to waste that. We'd love to have you out there, but we hate to waste any of that uh, money that could be put back into the department to further our program. So if we harp sometimes, it's because we, there's a back end to it that really is successful for Nevada and gets a lot done. Yeah. So Right. I like to say that they've already done the hardest part, right, which is yep. the volunteer work. So now yep. you just got to <laughs> log in. Like the easy <laughs> part <laughs> is logging in and hitting a couple of keys on the keyboard and, and getting it done. they're so. giving back. I mean, that's yeah. a huge way to give back. Yeah. They probably don't even realize. Nope. So I mean, I, I think half do. I think the other half don't really realize what, what it does for the state mm -hmm. of Nevada. Yep. And try not to think of Department of Life. It's state of Nevada. This stuff happening statewide. So It's for the state, for yep. all the sportsmen, anyone yeah. who's out there and enjoys Nevada's wildlife. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. great to work here. It's, it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. That's for sure. Well, thank you so much you for being here. And thank you to all the volunteers out there and for anyone who's listening. That's it for today's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>